0: Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Jerry still couldn't believe it. He had gotten to see the car that James Dean crashed in up close and personal. Not only that, he bought the remaining two tires off of it. He had them put on his own Porsche before even leaving the shop. He drove down the road, anxiously waiting to show them off to his friends. As he was looking out the windshield, he thought he saw a shadow out the corner of his vision. He darted his eyes to the side real quick, but there was nothing. He continued down the road, fiddling with the radio in the car a bit. All of a sudden, there was two loud pops in rapid succession. Jerry lost control of the car. It started to spin. Everything went black. Jerry woke up standing outside of his mangled upside-down Porsche. Confused, he took a few moments to collect himself. He walked over to the car to assess the wreck. There was something large hanging halfway outside the driver's side window, being crushed. As he got closer, Jerry realized that he was staring at his own body. I'm Rob Coakley, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories. Cursed possessions, James Dean's car, The Little Bastard. James Dean was born in Indiana in 1931, and from a young age he would find his love for the stage and pursue his dream of wanting to be an actor. He would go on to have a brief, yet overly impactful career in Hollywood. Actors such as Nicolas Cage, Johnny Depp, and Leonardo DiCaprio would credit James Dean with the inspiration for them wanting to be actors. Now James had another hobby from childhood that he would pursue after his acting career took off. He also always wanted to be a race car driver. Now James didn't just dabble in this, it turned out he was pretty good at it, and within entering races he would quickly come in first or second in a lot of them. Now, the movie studio absolutely hated this, and while filming the movie Giant, they wrote into his contract that he was absolutely forbidden from racing during the filming of the movie. After the movie was complete, James would buy the Porsche 550 Spyder that he would go on to call Little Bastard and he would buy this car on September 21st, 1955. Now, a few short days later, he would meet up with friend and fellow actor Alec Guinness, and this is where the curse of the little bastard would begin. While talking, Guinness recalls saying to James, Please don't get in that car. If you drive that car, you'll be found dead in it within a week. And unfortunately, this premonition would become true. September 30th, 1955, James and several others would begin driving to the races that he was going to be participating in in a few days. Now, the original plan was to tow the little bastard, but his mechanic decided that James should drive it down so that they could break the engine in and that James would be used to driving the car. While driving down Route 466, which is now known as SR 46, James would get pulled over and receive a speeding ticket. At 5:45, a man named Donald Turnipseed was traveling in the opposite direction of Dean, and he wouldn't see him, and he took a left and James would hit him head on, and this would cause a major accident. The little bastard would go spinning and flipping, and James sustained severe injuries. There's conflicting reports on whether he died on impact or if he died on the way to the hospital, but a broken neck was among his injuries. This would not be the only life taken associated with the car. Now after the wreck, the insurance company would declare the car a complete loss, obviously, and it would go on to be sold for parts. The man that would buy this car for parts was William Eskerich, who was also a race car driver. He would go on to put the engine in his own car, and he would sell some of the suspension parts to Troy Lee McHenry, who would use them in his own Porsche. At the 1956 Pomona races, they were entering the same race and both men would go on to crash. Now, Eskerich would crash his car and luckily survive. McHenry wouldn't be as lucky. McHenry would hit the only tree that was on this particular race course and die. After this, a well-known custom car restorer named George Barris would buy the car and promise to restore it to its original state. Now, this was going to be a little difficult. There wasn't much left other than a badly damaged frame and four tires. And while being stored overnight, a fire broke out, engulfing the car in flames and melting two of the tires, but somehow not damaging anything else around it. After this, Barris would go on to sell the two tires to another man who owned a Porsche. While the man was driving down the road, both tires would blow out at the same time, causing the man to crash and killing him. Now, the car itself would go on tour from 1957 to 1959, entering a lot of car safety expos. During this tour, the car would continuously fall off its stand, one time injuring a bystander by breaking their hip, and more tragically, by killing George Barkis, who was the man that was hired to tow, set up, and break down the car from expo to expo. After this, in 1960, on a trip from Miami to Los Angeles, the car would disappear. And many believe that George Barris was behind it, just trying to add a little more credence to the legend. As of now, the only remaining part is that of a transaxle that was found in a wooden crate in Massachusetts. This transaxle will go on to sell for $387,000 at auction. This doesn't quite end the death surrounding the car, though. The mechanic that suggested Dean drive the car himself to the races would blame himself for Dean's death. This would cause him to enter a downward spiral of depression and alcoholism. He would unsuccessfully attempt suicide several times, and this would cause strain on marriage after marriage. On May 1st, 1967, he would stab his fourth wife, Doris, to death after yet another unsuccessful attempt at suicide. He would only be found guilty of attempted manslaughter, which is bonkers, And instead of going to prison, he would enter into a mental asylum for just a short stay. In 1981, he would drunkenly crash his car into a house, and the car would have to be cut open to retrieve his body, and he was pronounced dead on the scene, much like James Dean. And currently, that is the curse of the little bastard. But with that part still lingering out there, I wonder if it's truly the end, or if we'll hear more tales going forward.
1: What's everybody? Welcome to Hometown Ghost Stories. This was a Cursed Possession episode that I feel like very well could have also been a Celebrity Hauntings episode. I'm Jesse Wilkins. I'm joined by Rob Coakley. What's up, Rob? Yeah, I didn't look too much into
0: the actual ghost of James Dean, just in case we wanted to do a separate one at some point. But uh, I've always known the story of James Dean's car, not extensively like I went into, but I knew there was something behind it. So I kind of wanted to cover this.
1: Very well done. And then we're also joined by Dave Wilkins. How are you, Dave? I'm well, thanks. How are you? So, so now that you break it down like that, I guess I would have to look in and see if James Dean's ghost is supposed to haunt anywhere, but it wouldn't much be a celebrity haunting if he isn't haunting, unless right. if it's his ghost causing that car to be a cursed item. So I, I would say cursed item. Was yeah. that a curse? I mean, it was really the first, cursed. This is the hometown ghost story's first celebrity po- cursed possession. Cursed possession celebrity <laughs> possession. Which is <laughs> crossing
0: all platforms with this one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's a crazy story. Like just from beginning to end and pretty much all of it is documented. The only thing that I couldn't find real documentation on was the two tires and I want to clarify that. I should have said he sold the two remaining tires just so no one confused it with he sold, he sold the- two melted tires. I guess I thought when I was recording it that people would you know, it was assume. fairly obvious. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, the only story I couldn't find any confirmation on was that particular one. But that is part of every single source that I look through for this. So
1: That is uh, surprisingly way more deaths than I thought would be tied to this uh, vehicle and the parts that came out of it. I mean, you'd think after the first one, maybe like, no, no, I don't want these parts from this yeah. that's that's weird because when you said there was one part still lingering, I was like, Oh, I want it
2: I don't want to install it. I want to install it in Rob's yeah.
1: computer chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want it for almost four hundred thousand dollars, which I believe was what it sold for. That was a shocking amount. When you said three hundred and eighty seven, I was like, ah, three hundred eighty seven bucks, that sounds about right. Then you're like three hundred and eighty seven thousand. I was like, whoa. Yeah. You're overpaying well, for it's, that. It's James Dean, and I know you guys aren't overly
0: familiar with him, but he's one of the like first, like just cool guys of Hollywood like he just he had this image of just being like this cool young guy that you know there was heartthrobs before him like um Rudy Valentino I think was the one from the 20s and several others here and there but Robert's an expert on the heartthrobs
2: yeah well I've just
0: I just have a knowledge of cinema history because I watched too many too many things and documentaries about it and um
1: so okay. he's handsome. handsome. It's fine. He's a handsome guy. He was, he was. handsome. And
0: yeah. Valentino is actually a super interesting story to cover for Celebrity Ghost at some point. But yeah, I mean, like James Dean was just like the epitome of cool to so much to the point that when he died, there's like this sort of disrespectful quote, but probably also true quote where a fellow actor. And I can't remember who it was, was like, well, he died at the right time. Because his legend is never going to be bigger than it is now. If he had lived any longer, he would have cooled off a little bit. He died at the height of his popularity. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be harder hard for him to get any bigger than he already was. And he only had two to three big movies at the time, which was... Yeah, he
1: only acted for like five years. I think it was like from 1950 to 55. Yeah,
0: yeah. and there's three movies he's associated with, with is East of Eden, um, Rebel Without a Cause, which are the two big ones, and Giant. And I think Giant... Is mostly known because it was like his last film.
1: So, so Giant was the film that told him that he couldn't race. Correct. While filming, so was did he stop acting because he was like, "Well, if I can't race, I'm not going to act."
0: Or did he stop acting because he died? He didn't stop acting. He had just finished filming that movie, so he wasn't. He didn't have to follow that rule anymore. They had already finished filming Giant, and as soon as he but I'm saying
1: like if he didn't, but it was his last movie, right? Yeah, because he died, Dave. That, that was my question. I said, did he stop acting because he wanted to race, or did he stop acting because he died? Obviously, so maybe so a combination of words. I, I think he just he went, back went back he stopped, to that.
0: He stopped acting because he was dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why he stopped acting.
1: I didn't, also, know, racing was, I didn't know if he quit acting before he died. Right. No. Just, yeah, no, no. I, I, I don't think so. But I know that since he was out of that contract, that's why he was back in the race car
0: right and he was just he had just wrapped on Giant he was going to go do some racing he probably would have went to do another movie he probably would have gotten hit with that same clause that he wasn't allowed to race while filming so he's probably going to do some racing before then because he was good at it like he like legitimately you start looking at some of his results he was winning races or coming in second he was a legitimately good racer and um part of the crash is they just couldn't see each other on this highway. It's just like those, those long, deceptive highways where it's just so straight that you don't even know what you're looking at. And to go back to a different side episode that we did, Clyde Barrow, when he crashed, it's because – and Bonnie got injured. It's because you couldn't see what was ahead of you because everything is so straight that everything is deceptively like it, – it's just like the road is deceptive. So they didn't see each other. It was too late. He tried to pull, like, this racing maneuver to avoid the crash, and he just wasn't able to. He just didn't see it in time. And this guy, Turnipseed, which sounds like the most made-up name of all time, <laughs> um, just, you know, turn at the wrong time. There's a lot of woulda, shoulda, coulda's. If he doesn't get that speeding ticket, he probably doesn't get into this car accident. Um, there's a lot of debate about how fast he was going during the accident. It doesn't look like he was good. Like people were saying, he was going ninety five, one hundred miles an hour, and based on the crash pattern and stuff like that, it doesn't look like that at all. It looks like he was going closer to the speed limit, still a little bit over it. But I mean, who are we to judge you're that? In
1: a, you're in a Porsche five hundred and fifty Spider, and you are on a highway that's a straight, so straight that you, you, you the, the field of view is deceptive. There's no way he was going the speed limit, right? I mean, you're not going to speed limit in a
0: 97 Honda Civic down that road. You That's know what, what I mean. I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, I, But I don't think he was being like recklessly out of control from what I've read on the crash reports and stuff.
1: Just to sell this one for all, turnips do come from seeds. I don't think anyone said they didn't. It just sounded <laughs> like a fake name.
0: Yeah. It's just like if you went to like give a name and you didn't want to give your real name, it's like, oh, you know, my name's... Uh, Jeff Turnipseed, Jeff Turnipseed, you know, (laughs) but yeah, so like that, that's the story of the crash. And then everything that happens afterwards, with the exception of the stuff with the mechanic happens within four to five years because the car disappears in 1960. The crash is in 1955 car disappears in 1960. So there's a five year span of just like death surrounding this car.
1: The car disappearing was the strangest turn in the story. I, I understand if it was like, okay, this is just going to make it seem more mysterious. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also, maybe they're like, all right, this thing has killed enough people. Let's just, let's hide it. So um, people are not tempted to buy parts from it and die as well. Maybe it was like a uh, Busby's chair situation where they're like, all right, hang this thing up on a wall so no one sits in it again. And um, Except they didn't sell off all the parts to Busby's chair.
0: True. Yeah the the thing that I was reading about the guy who took the car and boasted that he was going to restore it to its former glory and all that stuff. Apparently he was like a celebrity car guy like that restored cars mm-hmm. and he was really known to like try to get himself in the limelight. And was it exhibit? It, it feels like it was exhibit. <laughs> but he was like get this car. He was a big showman. So like they think that he actually just. It didn't actually disappear. He knows what happened to it. And he did it just to like continue the lore of the car.
1: I put a microwave oven in James Dean's car, dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So unfortunately he's passed away. So now we don't know. um, And he never, he never said that he knew what happened to it. So like, that's just a mystery. We're probably never going to uncover unless he left some specifics to
2: Dot com and check out noom's first ever cookbook the noom kitchen for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living available to buy now wherever books are sold
1: of the random piece that they found in a box in massachusetts and Be like all right well tell me where that came from who found this box where was the box located and where are the other pieces because obviously somebody knows something how do they how do they authenticate that?
0: They went to Porsche, and Porsche was able to look at a, a a serial number or something on it, and Porsche was able to produce a letter of authenticity that it was definitely the transaxle that was on James
1: Dean's car. Maybe there was some of James Dean nay on it. Boom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Try so hard not to laugh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so just moving on after the crash of James Dean, the fact that so what is going through a race car driver's head he's like, I need to buy this engine out of this car. Uh, it's a
1: it's a clout thing. It's it's a moneymaker thing. It's it's you're the guy that's you know driving James Dean's car, sort of. Yeah, sort of. I guess. That's your gimmick. Yeah, so he puts now the engine. dead. Are you happy? Was it a good gimmick cuz well, he died.
0: He, he's the one that lived. He's the one that crashed but lived. He sold the the suspension parts to another racer that somehow hit the only tree anywhere close to the race course. Which that's is what,
1: That's what's crazy. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean he could have got spun out or something. Like I don't know exactly what happened, but
1: there's no way he didn't climb out of that wreck like you've got to be kidding me. Right. I hit I, the only one. <laughs> well, he died, so he didn't climb out of the wreck, but I'm so confused on which guy died and which guy didn't. Okay, so guy who bought the suspension. The guy who bought the whole
0: car with yep. the with the he put the engine in his car. He crashed, but he lived. He then sold some of those parts, the suspension parts, to I think it was Travis Lee McHenry or something like that. Trevor Lee McHenry, something close to that. And um What ended up happening there is he crashed and I think it was in the first lap
1: and he died. Sorry, I got distracted by my wife showing up in the middle of that (laughs) as you can see on the uh, YouTube stream. Um, Okay. So, just a a recap there because I heard none of that. Uh, Guy who bought suspension died? Yeah. Guy who
0: bought the whole car sold the suspension to another guy in the same race as him and the guy with the
1: suspension died. Okay, And the guy with that well, the suspension was the one that hit the only tree right okay on the you. first on the first lap, I'm pretty oh, positive man. on that that's brutal It's crazy, so then it you must know, have been much more dangerous back in the day um racing as it is today. I mean obviously there's still a few deaths here and there, but it seems like if the movie studio was like, no, 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 then it was that much of a high risk
0: yeah, and especially it. in these smaller. Like, these smaller races that weren't, like, nationally known. I think James Dean's dream, if I recall properly, was to race in, like, the Indy 500 or one of those big races. Like, that's what he wanted to do. That was, like, his goal was to get into that. So, he was doing smaller races just to build himself up through the ranks. So that And so, that's what probably some of these, I mean, but you're racing Porsches, too. So, it's mm-hmm. not like they're racing, you know, little shit cars. These guys are racing, like... Heavy duty cars at this point in time. So, so then it goes from him to the guy that buys it to quote unquote restore it. You know, puts it in storage for a little bit. It just randomly catches on fire, very Houdini like, where just this, the only thing in the storage area that catches on fire, and nothing else catches on fire, and it's almost like a controlled burn. It
1: makes me wonder if it was an act of arson, maybe.
0: Right. Um, is it? But it, the, I don't think the legend was going there. So, like, I would say maybe it's the guy trying to hype the legend a
1: little bit. Those but, are two things that I think of. Is either some asshole just being like, "Oh, how are James Dean's cars in there Let's break in and burn it," right? Or, or it was him trying to add superstition around it, but destroying your own product that you probably paid a lot of money for, probably wasn't the greatest of ideas.
0: Yeah, and th- and then he decides to sell the two tires, and it's just like I understand that he's running a business and stuff, but. Wouldn't, if you're restoring that car, wouldn't you want all the original, as much of the original stuff as you could? And I'd rather just have the tires for
1: display or something. I guess at that point, if the other two burned, then you might as well sell off those because you probably got to buy a whole new set anyways. Well, uh, he, yeah. was gonna, he was going to go out and replace the whole new set, but he was too tired. Nice, Dave. Good job. Keep it going.
0: <laughs> it's the energy we bring to these, to these Cursed Possessions episodes. Mm-hmm. So so these styles we really tires. Do. We really do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is what it's come to. This is what it's come to. Uh, so the guy buys them. He's driving down the road. He's happy he as James Dean's tires. And they both blow out at the same time, which is, you know, next level crazy. And that is guy it? dies. Are we sure it's not
1: common for multiple tires to blow out at
0: once? I mean, I would assume not. I mean, I've mean, i never had like succession of tires blow out on me. Have you?
1: No, but I guess if like one blows and then the car starts spinning and rips the other one apart, maybe. I did one I don't I don't know, know, because a... I hit a curb and both of them popped at the same time. That's not the same thing. Yeah. It's not. That's, that's not a direct up. reason. Oh, my gosh. They... Well, it's not a blowout? Is, Is it a blowout? a blowout? Is that considered a blowout or you just hit know. a curb? That was kind of an accident, I guess. I got like ran off the road. It's a crazy story not that crazy. I got sort of ran off the road. I had assumed that a guy was falling asleep in front of me. So there was like, a am behind a car and we're both supposed to take a left. And it's like the middle of the night, I'm coming home from work and he's just not going. I'm like, all right, screw it. I'm just gonna go around him. So I start going around him to take the left. And then he starts going forward, which, so I didn't hit him. I had to keep going and I ended up just destroying the curb and he drives off. And the That's worst part, the worst part is it looked just like same color, same make Toyota Tundra pickup truck as uh, my brother-in-law's, Vehicle and I was like, "You son of a... I I know it wasn't him because he had left work hours before. But I was like, "I think Nick just ran me off the road. I think he's trying to kill me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but blow up both the tires. Was- that's terrible. But that's obviously not the same circumstance of them both popping at the same time. Right? It, it is rare. I mean, it's got to be rare. That that's that makes it sound like a curse. That's what that's what makes it sound because like there's no way they have the same wear and tear. Um, because obviously where your tires are aligned on your vehicle, they're all getting different, um, wear and tear at different times. And that's why sometimes you just got to replace one tire, but yeah, very unlikely unless you ran over something.
0: Yeah. So, so then this guy decides to just, you know, all right, well, we'll just display the car. I'll just, you know, rent it out, whatever he did. I don't know if it was like a charity thing or he's like all these safety meetings that he car safety expos to send them out and the thing would just keep falling off of its display. Yep. It just just keep falling off. So it breaks the hip of a of a you know, a person that's just like looking at the car, boom, breaks that guy's hip. And then the guy that's transporting it all over, it falls on him and kills him.
1: Which <laughs> is you know, like it's hard it's hard to argue against the the idea that it's cursed. Especially yeah. at that point cuz at this stage in the story, I thought it was done. And then it it just kept even when the car is not even drivable anymore, it's just a, a heap of burnt metal. Burnt, it's just it's metal. just it's just rolling over and just yeah. killing people. Like it's like uh, that's crazy. That's like that's like a serial killer out of his funeral and like his corpse is just rolling over people, still <laughs> killing people. Like <laughs> yeah. God, he won't stop. Put him on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there a horror movie about a haunted
0: couch? There's a probably there's a horror probably. movie about a haunted tire. That's the, that's the yeah.
1: Couch <laughs> tire I think you're edition. right too. Isn't isn't that you're not even lying right now, are you? Oh, that's a haunted, haunted tire. Yeah. Movie. No,
0: that's a movie. Yeah, it's I a, know.
1: And that was basically <laughs> what we're talking about right now. But right, if something tells me the horror movie is much more ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So I, I I found all of the stuff around the car interesting, but then you talk about the mechanic, and that story is crazy because I mean, it's it's completely tied to the crash because his life absolutely changed after this he's Mm -hmm. with the biggest star in hollywood one of the biggest stars in hollywood he's his mechanic he's the one that's getting him ready for all these races and then he's the one that suggests to him you need to drive this car we're not going to tow it you need to drive it to the races so that you can break it in so that you get used to the car so that the engine's ready and james dean dies yeah and it's like For a number of reasons that can just send you down this like very terrible downward spiral of depression and alcoholism, you know, because they were probably really good friends. First of all, they they're around each other frequently enough. They're on some level of friendship. Otherwise, he's not going to be driving with them to the um, to the races like in, in that type of capacity. Then. You're the reason that this happened. I, I would blame myself. I told this guy to drive this car.
1: I do blame myself, and I've spiraled into alcoholism, too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, it's because of that.
0: So I would I would blame myself for the death of James Dean if I was him. I mean, not really his fault, but you're going to put it on yourself. Like, I told him to drive this. I didn't take over at one point. And it was probably his mail ticket, too. Like, not to sound gross about it, but this guy was he was probably on retainer by James Dean or something to to be the one to (laughs) take care of all of his cars. No,
1: you're absolutely right. Yeah.
0: So now like everything's gone wrong. So now he starts going through marriage after marriage, trying to kill himself. It's not going he's not able to kill himself. And then he's just on his fourth marriage, for whatever reason, after failing to kill himself he tries to kill himself he's unsuccessful his next go to is to murder his wife and he just stabs her to death
1: and then doesn't get
0: charged with murder
1: and then doesn't even
0: get charged with manslaughter gets charged with attempted manslaughter
1: it's like no it wasn't an attempt no he she's dead yeah it's, it's murder that's yeah it's and how do you get how do you get attempted manslaughter when the person died. I, it's like, a, it was, the, the whole, not to go off on a, a side tangent here, but temp, attempted manslaughter, why is that a thing? Because manslaughter means you didn't intend to kill them. So how can you attempt to, like, attempted, it doesn't make sense. I had right, not sense. kill to uh, accident. <laughs> I, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's, uh. that's actually crazy. It, it just, it was so
0: like, I'm just reading and they're like, yeah, he was only in like, and he wasn't even in jail. He was in like a, uh, Like a mental institution for a few years. It's like what? Like one hell of a lawyer. One hell of a lawyer. I I guess, man. I know that he worked on Porsches and stuff. Um, I think he ended up going back to Germany. His name was Rolf or something like that. And all the Rolf's end up back in Germany. (laughs) Yes. So and then he just ends up drinking one night in 1981, I believe it was. I said in the episode and putting his car into a building. Or I think it was actually a residence, just driving into a residence, destroying his car and killing himself in the process and dying much like James Dean did. And I wouldn't be shocked if it was on purpose,
1: you know, yeah, I I, mean, he I, tried to kill himself a whole bunch of times. So that obviously would not surprise me as well. Yeah. So, mm.
0: I mean, that's the last documented did the, anything for did the car.
1: Did the car roll over? they <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> are not going to get a, any better than this we might as well end it uh, that <laughs> was the curse of James Dean uh, the curse of his car um,
0: right the curse of the little bastard that's the name of the car was the little bastard which is an interesting name for
1: the car like, was that, that the original name was that what he called it or was that that's what ever, he ended up referencing it because it no, that, really ended up behaving like a little bastard didn't it that, a
0: Rascal. Yeah. <laughs> that's what James Dean called it he named it the little bastard I mean, even, even going back to before anything happened, though, he had that actor friend that told him not to drive the car. He's like, I told him not to drive the car. He would be found dead in a week in it. And he was found dead in a week in it, which is... That sounds like the curse. You know, like, that's spooky as well. So, mm. I don't know. You guys said that you hadn't heard of this. Do you have any impressions from hearing this hard, story?
1: Hard to argue that it's not cursed. After everything that we just heard and the fact that it kept going. So, if there was like, you know, people died, this takes me back to the last one where it's like, all right, the common denominator with the cursed chair was everyone was drunk driving home. The common denominator at first with this one was it was a bunch of race car drivers doing an extremely dangerous hobby or job, right? Mm -hmm. But then it kept going. And that's where it sells me on it could be uh, a cursed item because of all the other deaths that had nothing to do with racing whatsoever. Right.
0: What I liked about this one, too, is I like all of our Curse Possession episodes, but I ran into this with even the Hope Diamond. I think you did with the chair a little bit and on your Shams episode as well, Dave, like you have these stories and you can confirm some of them, but not everything is documented. And on this one, there was only one particular one that I couldn't find documented, which is the tires one. Right, so it like, makes it much more valid for sure. And even if you remove that tire as one, I still think you have enough there, more than enough more there than enough for sure, to to classify it as a cursed possession. So uh, it's missing though, and all we have left is that transaxle. Mm. So uh, yeah,
1: I think we're unanimous in saying that uh, something's up. I agree. So I thought this was a fun one. I liked it. I, I did look to see phone. if uh, Dale Earnhardt's car is also cursed, and uh, no, nothing there. Yeah, nothing on that one. Nothing on that one. Well, that was the uh, the story of James Dean's car. So that was uh, very nicely done. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we are every single week for a brand new live episode of Hometown Ghost Stories. Make sure you turn it, tune in, and if you haven't already, drop a little five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it out at the end of the show. Shout out to all of our Patreons and we will see you guys on Tuesday.